My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Well, the NHL season might still be uh, a month plus away, but I'm going to tell you right now, Judd's Hockey Show, much like uh, Jesse Pierce's Bar Down Beauties, does not rest for anything. And so we are here every week talking about the Wild and uh, the uh, various things going on with that team, although it's limited right now in hockey. It's Judd, it's Jesse Pierce, it's Declan Goff, as always. And I actually have a six-pack, how about that, six-pack of true-false questions involving our uh, our local team to get to. Uh, but before I do that, I want to talk about our friends at uh, Power Lodge and Miller Marine because there's still a lot of uh, summer left, obviously. This is August, and we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as they hit a major milestone. Congratulations here. Look at that gorgeous day on the water. The milestone is 25 years of bringing action and excitement um, to the state as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports to say thanks. Each of their locations are going to host a community appreciation day. Join Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sock Rapids for great food, amazing prizes, giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. For grand prizes, they'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates. PowerLodge.com and appreciate their sponsorship of our shows here, including Judd's Hockey Show on Score North. All right, guys, let's get to it. A six-pack of questions because that's an original idea by me. I was sitting down last night. I'm like, what groundbreaking idea could I have? What 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 sports idea could I have? And I said, you know what? A true or false six-pack. So let's start with this one. Jesse, we'll start with you. The Minnesota Wild will finish in the top three in the Central Division again this season. False. And what Elaborate. Do you, you want me to? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose yeah. I'm just like, let's true, just. False, false. It's false. Start with false. Start with yeah. false. But so we actually have a show. <clears throat> Uh, and you're an yeah. expert on these things, That's... then give some hard, uh, hard hitting analysis. <laughs> uh, you know, and just starting off negative in the morning, right? I think, again, we've we've talked about time again. I think a lot of people have seen the offseason moves made by other teams in the Central Division. Those teams are going to get better. Last year, Minnesota Wild kind of had this luxury of either, you know, coming up to the top because there were teams that were so far down on the bottom. And this year, I just don't think that's going to be the case. Um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of change from last year. So you could argue, sure, that should they should finish in the, the same realm. But I just think it's going to be a young team, a team that's going to have to face adversity pretty early on. And I don't know that they're ready to rise to that occasion. So top three, I just don't see it. I think they'll be that bubble, hopefully make the playoffs. But uh, I'm going with a big F, a big false for that one, Judd. <laughs> okay. Dex? False. It is, it is a false. I won't elaborate. It's just false. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> false for me as well. I just I, I don't think that there's uh, enough talent here to compete in the top three. I think it's a good team. I don't think it's a bad team. I don't think it's a great team. They are your classic Minnesota sports team that is stuck in the middle of mediocrity, basically. Not bad enough to be bad. Not good enough to be great. Um, you know, I, I've talked at, at length about what are you going to get from goaltending. Um, what are you going to get from other players, you know, potentially stepping up? Obviously, Kaprizov and Boldy are their stars here, but does Matt Zuccarello finally hit the wall here as he didn't look like the same player over the last second half of the season either? Do you have enough center depth? The only thing, which I know we'll get into a little bit on this true and false game that Judd has, has made up here, um, if the young core, if Rossi and Faber step in and are above expectations, then this is a different conversation. But I think for right now, they are not a top three team in the central 
I'm actually going to say true. I think they do it. I th- I think they finished third, and here's why. I've been looking at the Central Division, and, and teams have improved. Uh, there's definite improvement so far. But there's also teams, I think, that are improving but not there yet, i.e. the Blackhawks. Like, the Blackhawks are going to be improved. Connor Bedard is, I we think, going to be a generational talent. But I don't know that the infrastructure around him is there yet. Uh, Nashville should be improved. But they're sort of doing a weird thing. I, I'm not a huge fan of let's go get all these veterans and see how, because I mean, those guys, if they go off a cliff, you're absolutely in trouble. So here's the thing that I think we can safely say, and it's why I'm going to say truth, that they will be probably third. Because Dean Evison and this team and Bill Guerin have proven that they can get, that this team can be really good in the regular season. It's the playoffs where I would say fall. Like, like if you ask me now, okay, so if they finish third, are they going to advance in the playoffs? And at this point, I'd say no. So I, I look at this team in two d- different ways. They have the ability to overachieve in the regular season. Because I agree, they're not that – like it's not like a talent-laden team. But when the playoffs hit, that's where they hit trouble. So I'm going to say another solid regular season – but that, I'm not going to back that up then by saying, and this is the year that they have playoff success. But I'm just glad that I can bring a positive, you know, <laughs> Dean Evison, Bill Guerin, I hope you're watching, which I know you are, because I'm just, you know, Judd Zolgad is the guy. He, I'm on your side, okay? These two are not on your side. This is very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, and that's what everybody expects when they tune into Judd's hockey shows for Judd yep. to bring the positivity, the, exactly right. the, uh, the happiness and the joy in the world. So I'm glad Dex and I can live up to our expectations as well. I've been compared to LaPanta and Bramer, and I just think that those comparisons yeah, those are, are absolutely spot on because you know all three of us. Go team. All right, next question. Jasper Wallstedt will play in 10 or more NHL games this season. Dex, mm, uh, Dex go first this time. True. Jesse second. True. I think he will. Um, whether that's an injury to one of these two guys, you're, just, you're not going to get perfect goaltending health all the time. Um I think Gus is fine. I think Gus is who he's going to be. He might come down to earth a little bit from his statistics and his small sample size last year, but I still think he's a capable league average goaltender at worst. Um, and then with Mark Andre Fleury, what are you going to get from him? Um, does he stay here the whole time? Does he want to go back to Pittsburgh for one last goodbye with the Penguins? Who knows what they want to always do? They're looking always to shake up their roster. And I just think in general, it's hard to project two goalies staying perfectly healthy over the course of an 82 game season. And Jesper, I think is basically knocking the door here. I mean, what else can he, does he really have to prove at the AHL level? Um, I understand of him starting the season because there's a log jam of two guys in front of him, but I think in general, he's going to get those 10 games in here. We're going to see the first glimpse of him and then you can kind of transition. I mean, that's been the best part about the wild goaltending plans, even though sometimes we'd want them to play at a higher level they have always been consistent. There's their floor has been so high, if you will, over the last 10 years, basically with goaltending that I think now you're getting it to Wallstead, who's actually a prospect that you have grown. Who's pretty much known as the best goaltending prospect in the NHL. And I think you're going to see him for at least 10 games this season. Uh, I'm going to go against the grain here and say false. I feel like okay. this is going to be a common theme for me. Uh, I'm mostly hung up on the number 10. I think 10 or more is going to be a bit too much. Again, the way that they are handling Jesper with such patience and the way they're handling a lot of their prospects with such patience, um, I think is the reason why I do not see that happening. Plus you still have Zane McIntyre who will probably be the first recall as far as goaltenders go down in Iowa. So I would see 
yes, for maybe sneaking in a game or two if they really hit desperate measures, but I just don't think that he's going to be their go-to. I think they really want him to use this year. I mean, if you guys recall last year, Jesper struggled out the gates, and that was just an attribute to learning the game in North America. That's a huge challenge. That's a huge difference, especially for goaltenders. I mean, in general, and he definitely found his footing, found his game toward the end of the season. So I think they want him just to regain and have that confidence moving forward through this year. So I think that they're going to try not to recall him, not to say that they're not going to need goaltending help because you're right, Marc-Andre Fleury at his age. Injuries are probably pretty likely. And Philip Gustafson, you're hoping he doesn't have a quote-unquote sophomore slump, but that's a realistic thing that could happen as well. So I think I'm saying false only because 10 or more seems like too many to give Jesper. And I think, again, they've got their special gloves on with him. They want him to uh, stay in Iowa for this year because he'll be here. Guys, he will be here next year. We'll have to have a little patience, which I know we have a tough time with here as sports fans and sports media members. Amen. I'm going to say it's it's true, and here's why. I, I think Flurry is going to get hurt or wear down. Like, I just don't have a lot. I, I mean, look, I love him. He's fun to cover. He is a Hall of Fame first ballot guy. Uh, but this is pushing your luck, and I think Gustafson is just going to naturally struggle a, a bit more. And plus, you know what? In this day and age you don't want your goaltender like if flurry goes down it's not the old days where it's just the gus boss and hey you play i mean dean might try that stunt but it's not a great idea i'm going to say a circumstance arises where he's going to get a chance i wonder what the or to your point though jess i wonder what the organizational philosophy is there like mm-hmm. i could see dean you know he doesn't love playing young guys if he doesn't have to i wonder if bill would be like you know because i, I the second year, to your point, you got off to a rough start, but then it was really good, I think, for a lot of the season. And now it's the second year, and he's not, you know. So I think there might be circumstances that force him into 10 or more games, but I tend to agree with your thought process. In an ideal world, they wouldn't. The problem is, in an ideal world, they don't do a lot of things sometimes, and it's like, <laughs> you know, you can you can play that kid. I mean, you can see what he's got. All right, third question. Um, and just to preface this, I checked with Aaron Sickman of the Wild PR Department yesterday. Marco Rossi yeah. is is still rookie status. So yeah. I just checked to make sure, but he is. So the third question, Brock Faber will finish higher than Marco Rossi in the Calder Trophy balloting, voting. So will Brock Faber, and Jess, we'll start with you, will Brock Faber finish higher when, when the ballots are counted? Will there be more Faber votes of some sort? I think Connor Bedard's going to walk away with it but then marco rossi receives true and i am going i chose violence this morning all these marco rossi questions judd well we're going to con converse about them we are going to debate about them uh i say brock faber because again i don't know that marco rossi is going to get the opportunity i know everyone thinks that this year he's slotted in that roster spot is his we thought that last year too for all intents and purposes truly we were like marco rossi he's in we don't even need to consider him a prospect yada yada uh brock faber i think is slotted in. I think that is almost in permanent ink at this point. Again, which pair he's with TBD, Mm -hmm. but I think because of that, Brock Faber is going to get more points. I think he's going to make a bigger impact out there. I mean, like you mentioned, Connor Bedard, obviously the, the heavy, 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 heavy favorite, if not really the only one, but this year is going to be treated to a very special Calder race. There are a lot of young rookies who still have that rookie status that are going to be a ton of fun to watch. So it should be interesting, but I think Faber gets more votes because you see more of him this year. I just still don't think 
that Marco Rossi is going to make his way into the lineup as strongly as people want him to be? Uh, I will say false. I think Rossi will get more Calder votes. I'll, I'll explain my logic here too. Um, in general, and I know this is you're looking for votes, not winner, but the Calder Trophy winners have typically been centers. Look at back. Look at the last seven winners, basically, of the Calder Trophy. You have guys like Barzell, Austin Matthews, uh, Pedersen from the Canucks. You had Matty Beneers last year. This is a offensive-driven award. That's not to say defensemen can't win it. Aaron Ekblad win it. Uh, Cal McCarr won it. You can have offensive first defensemen win it, but I don't really know if Brock Faber has an offensive first approach to his game. Not to say he can't be a very productive player in the NHL. I think he's going to be an awesome replacement for Matt Dumba. He'll even be an above-average replacement for Dumba. He'll fill in those shoes easily. But I think Rossi, if given the opportunity, has the chance to shine more, get more of the limelight, and I will say Rossi actually ends up with more Calder Trophy votes than Brock Faber. I will say, um, I will say true. I, I will say that I'll, I'll, I'll go w- with Jess here, and I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pivot to the next question though, because the next question is instrumental to the question I just asked. Okay, so Declan, we'll start with you. Marco Rossi will spend time this coming season, and I'll just leave leave it as time. Mm-hmm. as the Wilds' first-line center, because that's what you're talking about. So, yep. true or false, Marco Rossi, will Dean Evason will cave. He will cave to the pressure of the ninth overall pick of a draft. He will, he will go against his instincts, which say, don't play this kid as much as he should play. Um, he will spend time as the Wilds' first-line center, i.e. playing with Kirill Kaprizov. Yes, he will, because there's so no true. other legitimate option i understand dean and bill have this like really kid gloves on with them and they're scared to do it dude let the kids finger paint let them cause ruckus <laughs> jesse knows how this works you there can wrangle the in those kids there's instant, there's instant regret when you allow these things though you're like no it's just too but much. sometimes <laughs> at the end of the day it's been a long day and you know what kid go ahead finger paint i don't care like, there's no other legitimate option here. Ryan Hartman is not going to be that option for you. I love Joel Erickson Eck, but he's probably not going to get a top-line center time. They love him as that checking line and doing all the defensive and gritty things. Yes, it is time to see. It might be an epic bust. I don't really care about that. He's got to get time with Kirill Kaprizov. He has to play on the top line. So, yes, it is time. Let him be the top-line center for the Wild this season. Yeah, I'll say true because Dean's going to do it in the preseason. Check it off his box and be like, there you guys go. Are you happy now? I'm going to go back to my regular lineup. I okay, mean, the regular season, though. So so we'll we see it once the regular season begins. I, I found a little way around that. But yes, you did. That's right a nice here. loophole. I screwed up. Now, the, now let's put the parameters as at least the regular season. I mean, you're talking a shift. You're talking a game. Sure, I think that happens. Because even at early on in the season, Dean's going to go to what he knows works, right? He's or quote-unquote works. Hartman, Zuki, Kaprizov. That's what he's going to go with. But I can see him putting Marco Rossi in there at least once or twice because he did. Credit to him, Judd, we have to admit. He tried a couple different things early on in the year. Granted, they lost like three straight, so he had to try some different things. Hopefully that's not the reason that forces his hand. But I do think he'll give it a go, especially if Marco has a fantastic camp, then it's hard not to say, you know what? He deserves that opportunity. He deserves that look. I mean, really, I think a lot of it also, we, we give Dean a hard time, but a lot of that depends on Marco too. Marco has to prove why he deserves that look. I mean, he has to really make himself known. And then again, also 
if number 97 goes and says, hey, I want Marco on my line, probably going to give a shot as well. Well, and, you know, that's interesting you said that because keep in mind, you know, last season he had a really good preseason slash camp. That's why I was sort of frustrated when they just, like, aborted the mission and were like, okay, kid, you can't play yet. You're going to go down to Iowa. What frustrated me about that was exactly like you're going to have to let him build a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And look, look, if he's not perfect, I get that. I get it. It's frustrating if he doesn't understand his ex- exact exci- assignments. That's a problem. But, you know, at some point here, you're going to have to, like Dex said, ride with him. I think it is true. I would guess this season, total guess, okay? I would guess this season there's going to be at least some pressure from above Dean to get this kid playing time. I don't think you can push this. I don't think you can kick the can down the road again, can you? Mm-mm. Like like at some point in time, and I know the comparison that I've seen before is is uh, Joel Erickson because it took him a while to develop. But first of all, he's a completely different player because yeah. he's, you know, he is a two-way center. Um, Rossi is supposed to score some goals, obviously collect points. But the other thing is, as the ninth overall pick, like at what point in time does somebody step in and say, okay, this just isn't working as opposed to give it another year, give it another year, give it. So I think that there's going to be some pressure. I would guess from bill this time on Dean to be like, we do have to play this kid. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I package him yeah. in a trade deal. He's yeah. got while he has value. I think that was, I know a lot of people were angered thinking I was calling him a bus last year, but I was like, well, no, he still has value right now. Why wouldn't you package him right. in a deal? If you put him out there and he completely craps the bed, apologies for my coarse language there. Uh, then you have nothing. Then it's a complete waste of everything. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of that ninth overall pick at the time. I mean, yeah. you want to be careful with it because you want to be able to have a value out of him. So that's kind of my other thing that it hinges on. Right. Dex, you had something to say on that? Yeah, it's just there. there's really yet to figure it out because that draft class, too, has contributed at the NHL level, like almost everyone has at this point. Most of those top 10 picks have. Um, so we're getting, I think, it's still a long process for prospects to develop. It's it, Baseball and hockey are kind of holding hands in that regard, but I think we are getting closer and closer to NHL prospects kind of debuting quicker if they live up to their status. And at this point, it's just it's time to see. There's no more. There's really no more things that he has to learn down on 35 in Iowa, call him up mm-hmm. in the bigs, let him play a lot on the top line. All right. Question number five, Pat Maroon uh, signed, signed as a uh, free agent, if I'm not mistaken, from Tampa Bay, correct? Or no, traded for? Trade, traded for. Trade for. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I'm yep. sorry. I'm getting old. Anyway, he has a 16 team, no trade list. So it's modified. It's not, it's not a no move clause. Um, so the question is this, true or false, Pat Maroon will finish the season with the Wild. Pat Maroon, who's won Cups, who my guess was, is would ha- will have, if the Wild is not in contention, will have value elsewhere. Um, there were certainly some teams, and I'm, I'm not saying he brings a ton as far as his skills now, but he definitely brings a mentality, and I think that he is a valued guy in the room. So true or false, Jesse? Pat Maroon will finish the season with the Wild. He will. He's the type of guy that Billy G absolutely loves, right? He kind of brings everything. He has that locker room presence. He's the no BS type of guy. Um, 
I think Billy will keep him around kind of like Ryan Reeves, right? You look at when he moved for Ryan Reeves, everyone's like, what the heck? This seems really early to be doing this. And yeah. and granted the wild were in pretty good shape for, for a playoff run. So maybe that shows some clarity, but I just think Billy G loves them type of players. Dean loves those type of players as well. So I think he will for sure ride out the year with Minnesota wild. Yeah, I agree. I, this is true for me as well. He's everything that Bill Guerin kind of wants in a locker room and on the ice. Um, you can make a case if they're really bottom dwellers and they haven't lived up to expectations and injuries have piled up or something that that would be the time to probably move him. But in general, um, I think he kind of fits the bill of what they want from a culture standpoint. He's a cup winner. So yes, I think he ends up sticking with the wild all season. Yeah, I think it's true. I I do think that if they are, um, I think that if they do struggle, it would make sense if you could get a third round pick, which might be a reach, but I think it's true. Yeah. I, I, the way that this team runs, I don't think that they've shown enough um, in the past to think that, Garen or Dean would sign off on a trade of a guy, even if you could argue that it might be a smart move. They seem to be the ones that like to go out and get the veteran guys, right? Like they seem to be the ones let's bring in character guys. Um, and I, it sounds like, like the big rig's great. So he'll, he'll be fun again to cover, but I think that there is a very good chance he's here the entire season. I think you might want to examine that depending on circumstances, like Declan said, though. All right, last thing. The last part of our six-pack as we fit, finish her off. Early the in the wild, morning, too. We're just nailing it. Just well, that's, you know, I mean, come on. We're veterans. <laughs> the, the Wild's power play will improve upon its 21.4 percentage that ranked 15th last season. And for context, I didn't realize this. I looked this up last night. That's the best power play percentage by a tenth of a point in franchise history. So last season, 21.4 was the best that they have done. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, they fell on rough time in the uh, playoffs. And then they promoted the power play assistant coach to the Iowa job. And so now they're going to have a new power. And so now the power play, I'm going to guess, is going to be changed a little bit with a new uh, coach coming in to run it. But it will be the wild power play will improve. Dex, you go first. False. False. Uh, maybe with Dumba gone, they change up this whole philosophy. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Judd loves to spend talking power play time with old Dex <laughs> tweets, especially if we're in the press box or on Judd's hockey show. It. It, it, it drives it's him huge. nuts. It drives huge. him nuts. It's an important part of the game. I'm not trying to describe the power play. I just right. I, I love how much it, it bugs Judd Zolgad. It's one of the many things that I always find hilarious that makes his hair turn gray. Um, but for me, it's false. It's false. There's there's no chance that this thing improves. I I'd be pretty surprised. Um, unless it's a complete change in philosophy. I know the XL Energy Center crowd maybe wants them to shoot more on the power play than they actually mm. want a Stanley Cup, if you've ever been to the WoW game. In fact, in fact, Courage for Kenny right now, which is going on in scorenart.com, one of the hottest items is a wild suite with Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff when the Kings are in town in Jess October. can come downstairs, too. You can I come, come down and say hey. hi, Jess. Yeah. You can come oh, down absolutely. and say hi. That fact, press that pass, might... you get run, run of the building. That might be uh, a good selling point as well. You can actually uh, go to scorenorth.com. You can find out all about all this great options uh, from from our friends at the Courage for Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. Courage for Kenny works with children and adults with uh, life exper- uh, experiencing life-altering injuries and disabilities. There's some great options on there, too. There's Target Field Suites. Uh, there's a Vikings game package. Uh, go check that out as well. But in general, Judd, to answer your question, no, I think this power play takes 
a significant step back. Hmm. I I'm in the same boat as Dex there. I, you know, yes, they got rid of their head guy, Darby Hendrickson, who I love and adore. And he is a Minnesota treasure also has a heavy hand in special teams, including the power play. He's still around. So I don't know that a whole lot of what you saw last year is going to change. You still have a lot of the same team, a lot of the same personnel. Yes. You want to see Kalen Addison, hopefully get a shot at quarterbacking that, but in general, I just, I don't see it. I don't want to be glum and gloom and doom, but no, it's just not. The negativity today from Jesse Pierce is off the <laughs> charts, but she's exactly right on this. Um, yeah, it's false. They, they don't have – my biggest thing is, you know, Kaprizov's marvelous for, for sure. No one's going to debate that. I don't think they have the personnel around him, though. And, you know, is Kalen Addison going to be allowed to quarterback this thing? Is he going to be in and out like we don't know? And we certainly can't – you know, the one thing that – that we've learned with Dean is making assumptions that a guy is going to play a lot more when he didn't play is probably a mistake. So yeah, it's false, unfortunately, because I just don't have, I don't have a lot of faith that they can get Kaprizov the puck enough there. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of odd is sometimes about who they play and when. So yeah, unfortunately. All right, let's wrap things up here. You guys, we are going to, by, by big time demand too. Because we've gotten some tweets about this. Jesse, we are going to do um, the Hockey Immaculate Grid. Now, we do this with Phil on our Score North Twin show for baseball. Uh, I believe it's what, Declan? Six minutes on the clock. The grid goes up. Yes. And so uh, for those of you who who are not watching us, we have to find uh, a Columbus Blue Jack jacket who played for the senators uh a columbus blue jacket who played for tampa bay and or or a guy who's played for i should say columbus and has also played for pittsburgh same with the capitals same with the coyotes so senators tampa bay and pittsburgh penguins all three of us are going to collaborate declan tell me when you uh, start the clock and we will go all right i will put six minutes on the clock you're on all right all right, let's see here. Let's start. With... Oh, this is very tough. This is very, very tough. Uh... Brooks Orpik, caps and pens. I love it. Love it. Off to Schneid. Did Brooks or Orpik? Yep. Yep. All right, yep. there. All right, 17%. Good stuff, Jesse. Very nice. Uh, uh, I, he has to play yeah. a game. Otherwise, I would have said. Uh... Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Galchenyuk played for the Coyotes and the Penguins. He has played yep. for every team in the and, NHL. And every Steals. team, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's good always call. a good answer. And he was right, supposed nice. to return nice. to the Coyotes, but unfortunately he's in trouble now. Um, all right, so can we finish the bottom of the grid with a Columbus Blue Jacket who has played for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Jack Johnson. Oh, look at Jesse's on a roll Jesse's here. on fire. This is I'm awesome. I'm really good you at should, these you, guys. You are. Only the team, what, like, for some reason. Oh, yeah, I no, I know, because, yeah, I, I hate that. Like, I hate the ancillary award ones. Okay, uh, Columbus Blue Jacket, who's played for Tampa. Tampa Got one for the Sens. Okay. Matt yeah, Duchesne. Because he went to Columbus right after, because remember, he was a longtime Sen. I know a lot yeah. of people think of him as a, a pred, but. Yeah, yeah, 21%. He had that weird incident with the Uber driver, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was weird. He ripped his entire coaching staff. Yeah. Okay, 
Senators and Capitals. I'm, I'm scuffling this morning. I got Coyotes and Sens. Chicharron. Okay. How the hell do you spell that? Oh, uh, Jeff Chicharron. No, C-H- no, Jacob. Jeff is like his uncle or something. Right? Jacob. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Remember, he got traded mid or at C-H- the end of this year. CH, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's CH because there's it no is. Jacob it's CH. Why? It's a K. Jacob and A. Oh, no, Jacob. Like- <laughs> oh God, hey, we, are, we are scuffling. I'm, there, there he is. Yeah. Good job. And you can move nice. Chara right in between both of them. Oh, God, you are. This is incredible. You're really good at this. Yeah. Chara played for both these teams? That's right. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. You think of him as a Bruin. There he is. But he bounced around at the end, too. Mm-hmm. He bounced around at the start and at the end. Okay. Um, good God. This is impressive. This is a tour de force from Jesse Pierce right here. Lightning Caps. Um, sorry. What's his name? Mm, I'm just going to Halpern. 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 Jeff Halpern? Jeff Halpern. He also played for like 12 teams. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, Judd, we have to get, contribute some. We, I got Galchenyuk. I haven't contributed crap, but I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. I don't feel like I need to. Um, I feel like. The Lightning's core has just been together for like who has uh, who has left Tampa Bay. It's I'm I blanking on his okay, first but, name because there's a couple. Lightning Jackets Savard is it? Mark, uh, which one? Dennis. God, which yes, one? Dennis. Oh God. Dennis Savard. No, no, right? no, no, David. no, no, he David. 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 Yes. David. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There. Right. 34%. All right, we've seen a Coyote yeah. who was a Lightning. Wow, this is incredible. I We have... I'm in awe. I'm trying to think of wild players that played for both. I just um, think of Bukestead, but I just picture him as just such a forever Coyote. Yeah, well, he's back. All right, Coyotes and Lightning. Yotes. Shane Doan. I'm trying to think of legendary players. Do they go yeah, to Tampa? Tampa. Tampa, but who college see, hockey is... guys? Um, like Connor Ingram's still in Arizona, right? You guys know who that is. Goaltenders? It's got to be a goalie. No, oh, Tampa's. Oh, been... oh, did Mike? Did Mike Smith play for both teams? The Mike goaltender? Smith played for Arizona for sure. I don't know mm-hmm. if he played for Tampa. I I'd hate to sub- I I think he did, but I'd hate to submarine this. I don't know when when would he when would he have been with Tampa, right? Because I've like, known Vezilevsky's him up north. He's been right? there, and then who was there before Vez? Um, well, but Vasilevsky's had a ton of backups, but you might be ben right. Ben Bishop I, out there for a while. Ben Bishop was in Bishop. Tampa. Yes, he was in Vasilevsky. Tampa, and I think San was it San Jose? Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben Bishop went to Dallas and retired from there. Mm-hmm. Right, we got ninety seconds here. We're okay. on a roll. <laughs> okay. No, we're not on a roll at all, Declan. Shut up. Jesse Pierce is on a roll. We're like, <laughs> we're like, we are passengers in this car. But you're right. Like, Tampa just, it has so much of the oh, same guys left, forever. Yeah. Who has left Tampa? But there's got to be a guy. Okay. Was there, did it, I'm trying to think back to the Jets days for the Coyotes when they were the Jets, if there was any crossover with Tampa Bay. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good, good Yeah, role. but, oh boy. All right. Uh, someone's yelling at their screen right now. <laughs> well, yeah. But I I mean, this is still impressive. Because this is a tough one. Well, like you said, Blue Jackets are hard. I struggle 
those guys are all old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> they haven't played for the Jackets in a while. Arizona and Tampa Bay. Yotes, Tampa, Yotes, Tampa. I'm still trying to think of goaltenders because they've had a Our guy Hudson to... Fashing did not go to Tampa Bay, right? He was, no. he's been no. with uh, Arizona Island. and the Islanders. Islanders right? yeah. um, God. I bet this is the lowest square. There's going to be someone that we're going to see once we obviously tap out here. Judd said Mike Smith. Is there any other option here? We got to got to put something on the clock. We're at six minutes, so it might not have to be okay. Mike Smith. I, I don't know. Is the only other, but that, I know he didn't. I know that's a no. Lie. Oh, no, I know he didn't. All right, let's see. Judd got it. Judd was right. No, Judd was yes. right. I try. Nice. I come in at the last second. Huge. I come when off did the he bench. There. An average score up. of four point nine. Mike Smith was the most common answer. Oh my God! Look Stop at that it. hair. Oh my wow. God! Oh, that's oh, impressive. Olaf Kolzig. That would have been a great poll. Oh, Phil Kessel. Gager. Gager. Phil, Phil Kessel was. Jesse Only Pierce. Only forty-six percent of people Bravo. got that. Bravo. I mean, that Dang. was yeah. That was a Jesse special. That was absurd. that was really good. Yeah. Thank you. You were. We're very proud right here. I have to credit the NHL. I'd like to thank them for making me follow all of the trades that are constantly happening, all of the movements. So really, you're an immaculate grid goddess then, because I, especially if they're Americans too, I really follow closely to like where the Americans and Minnesotans go for other writing uh, opportunities. So okay, well that was impressive, guys. Great job, Jesse Pierce. I'll call you now when I uh, start the Immaculate Grid so you can basically uh, carry me each time. We will uh, talk to you next week. You know what we might have? We might have another six-pack of questions because if somebody in this damn league would do something, I know it's the offseason, but could somebody please just like randomly trade us? Give us a freaking bone here, NHL. Give us something, for God's (laughs) sake. Exactly right. Exactly right. right. Uh, Dex, tell the people what they need. Hit that subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This has been Judd's Hockey Show, Pass Shoot Score.